Welcome to the Garbage Pod. One pod, one load of garbage. 29 and 28. I remanded in custody. There's something curious about this broadcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 34 of The Garbage Pod. In this episode, Donny and I travel back to Stratford-upon-Avon. The last time we were there, we left you at the Shakespeare Centre. Now this episode is going to be in two parts. The first part, Donny and I will be inside the Life, Love and Legacy exhibition. After that, we go straight through to William Shakespeare's birthplace. Uh, where it's going to be more atmospheric and you'll be able to hear the noises that you might hear in an Elizabethan house. Also, you'll be able to hear some of the other tourists that are about and uh, also the educators that are there, which will be teaching us a little bit about more about um, William Shakespeare's life. Hope you enjoy. You're about to see many images and real objects relating to Shakespeare's life, love, and legacy. And we begin with this Elizabethan seal ring, bearing the initials WS, found near the parish church here in Stratford-upon-Avon. This may well be the ring that was once on the hand of the greatest writer the world has ever known. Gently to hear. Kindly to judge our play. and seal of the Stratford Borough. His mother, Mary, was a clever woman who inherited most of her father's estate. She, no doubt, told her son wonderful stories. Come, sir. Pray you sit by us and tell us the tale. Merry or sad shall be? As merry as you will. A sad tale is best to I have one of sprites and goblins. Play hit the town in the year Shakespeare was born. He was lucky to survive. Growing up, Shakespeare learned his alphabet and prayers from a horn book, like this one. This is possibly Shakespeare's own copy <laughs> of the Book of Common Prayer. It is likely that he attended the local King Edward VI grammar school. Long and disciplined days. 
His teacher would have stood at this very desk, drilling the boys with Latin and Greek from a copy of this textbook. He made rude jokes about his Latin lessons in The Merry Wives of Windsor. magical tales of transformation from his favorite Roman writer, Ovid. He even brings a copy of the book, like the one you now see, onto the stage in Titus Andronicus. Lucius, what book is that? She trusts it. Grandson, it's Ovid's Metamorphosis. Another gave it me. William had to marry when he was just 18, having already got his wife, Anne Hathaway, pregnant. They had three children, Susanna, and then twins, Hamlet and Judith. Shakespeare liked writing about twins. One of his twins, Hamlet, died aged 11. A few years later, Shakespeare showed a moving and joyful reunion of the supposedly dead twins, Viola and Sebastian, in Twelfth Night, or what you will. Welcome, drowning Viola. Shakespeare left Stratford and went to make his living in London. It was the age of discovery and the growth of a new kind of wealth. The world of the theatre reflected the city of London, dangerous, manic, and bursting with creativity. Shakespeare's first play was The Two Gentlemen of Verona, the first and last time he was to work with animals. Mark the moon she made. Hmm? Yet the dark hole is forever. Sheds not a tear, nor speaks a word. There was no stopping him. The Taming of the Shrew followed, then the plays about the Wars of the Roses and Richard III for the Rose Theatre. The wealthy Henry Risley, the Earl of Southampton, became his patron. Shakespeare wrote two sexy poems for him, Venus and Adonis and the Rape of Lucrece. Shakespeare knew all the actors he wrote for, the boys playing the women, what they would do with the poetry and the jokes. And especially how his old friend Richard Burbage would play the leading roles, Hamlet, King Lear, Othello. Shakespeare knew how to please the audiences of his day and began to become famous. It was the building of the Globe Theatre in 1599. Sadly, it burnt to the ground in 1613 when a cannon set fire to the thatch during the performance of All is True in the Vietnam. There were performances at court, and Shakespeare and his colleagues even got to process in King James I's coronation. References to Shakespeare in London after 1604 are few, so it's likely he began to spend more time in Stratford. Like the magician Prospero in The Tempest, with his library around him and the theatre in his mind's eye, Shakespeare's thoughts poured onto the painting. Shakespeare's writing, his poetry and his plays are his lasting legacy. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness. Eternity was in our lips and eyes. 
bliss in our brows. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear. Double toil and trouble, fire burn, cauldron all bubble. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. These words would be lost to time were it not for the book that you're now looking at. Shakespeare's first folio. Shakespeare, above all other writers and artists, has helped to shape us, to make us who we are. which take place daily, either on the professional stage or in schools, universities, prisons, parks. While you were here, it is reckoned that a performance of Hamlet is taking place somewhere in the world. And think of Shakespeare's influence on films. Musicals. Books. Poems. Paintings. Operas. Ballets. Pop stars. Musical settings and orchestrations. Political speeches. Translations. And television programs. Words, letters, numbers, lines. This is just the theatre. Oh, yeah, the theatre's magic, isn't it? No, stand on the stage. Say the right words, the right emphasis at the right time. Oh, you can make men weep or cry with joy. Change them. His language is vibrant, brilliant, and often demanding. Shakespeare invites us to step up to thoughts and feelings and into an imaginative world of heightened reality. But his language can also be very simple as characters speak from the heart. Now, his knees. He's upward. Romeo, oh Romeo, wherefore art thou 
deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or if thou wilt not, they would sworn my love, and I will no longer be a Capulet. Then there are all the phrases you use every day, which were invented by Shakespeare. If you knitted your brows, made a virtue of necessity, and insisted on fair play, or slept not one wink, had short shrift, cold comfort, or too much of a good thing, if you see better days or live in a fool's paradise, why be that as it may, the more shall you just dead as a doorway. If you think I'm an eyesore, a laughing stock, the devil incarnate, a stony hearted villain, bloody minded, or a blinking idiot, then by Jove, tut tut, for goodness sake, what the dickens, it's all unto me, for you are quoting Shakespeare. And you're about to visit the house in which he was born, where he spent his early adult life. The home which helped to turn him into the genius he became. Now walk through the Shakespeare Hall of Fame. Tread where people over the centuries have trod. And continue your journey into Shakespeare's birthplace. You're listening to The Garbage Pod. Where your input is our output. Uh, this, quite, this is quite a large room uh, for the standards of the time in the 16th century. Uh, this, would, this room would have basically been a kitchen area, the fire would have been blazing throughout the day. Um, living area, basically all kinds of rooms that the family required. That door there would have led upstairs into the bedroom, again just one bedroom uh, where the whole family would have slept. We believe that when, he, when William Shakespeare married uh, his wife Anne Hathaway in 1582, they may well have started their married life uh, here. Uh, when William, and that was until William moved down to London when he was 22 years old. Uh, he left Anne and the children here, so they may have quite carried on in his cottage uh, for, for some time, uh, as he didn't actually hand over the cottage to his sister until the early 17th century. So it's quite possible that Anne and the children may have been here for the remainder of the 16th century. As you go through this doorway here, we need to have a look at the place itself. The first room is the room. Starts to create this this stone flooring. We're in problems. We're not going to. If you go into one of these old Elizabethan houses and you see the beds. Side, you end up on the floor. That'd be your side then. Mm. But if you um, go into one of these old Elizabethan houses, you'll notice that the beds are very, very short. Uh, it's not down to the fact that people were short, although they were very short in those days. It's down to the fact that everyone sat upright to sleep. The reason for that is that um, they were scared of uh, sleeping, lying down in case they died in the night and they got taken away in the night. Um, in those days they were very superstitious people. Now in the 
dining area. By many respects, this house is quite big by Elizabethan standards. For um, normal people, uh, people who were um, more of the hierarchy of the society, they had bigger houses, but by that standard, this house is quite big. Dave. 
a very early form of graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> The difference between this graffiti and any other kind of graffiti, it would be worth a fortune. It's actually uh, a window that was installed in the 17th century, which um, a lot of people who visited this room uh, scratched or etched their name into the glass. And some of the people who etched their name into the glass are very, very famous people, including um, Walter Scott, Henry Irving, John Keats. Charles Dickens, Mark Twain, and Thomas Hardy. That up in the shelf that I talk about. Uh, I guess. All the way through. It's just that all the houses that I've been to that they talk of, the, the shelf space that I've never actually seen, uh, the shelf space. Um, 
babies and young children can't be propped up. The baby in the crib, though, is wearing red, which is a protection against evil. They thought the evil spirits, uh, from choice, wouldn't go near the colour red. So very often red is used. Sometimes green is used on beds, as you can see here. It's a colour of family love. It's saying to an evil spirit, go away. We're a strong, loving family. You can't break us. And the child down here can't be propped up against evil either. Um, but it's a girl, and they thought that was her protection. The evil spirits were interested in the souls of adults and young boys, not girls. And the reason for that, when plague came to Stratford, the first group to die were the elderly and the ill, the next group were adults and boys, and the last group were young women and young girls. And that's still the case in the world today. They're fitter, they're stronger, they're built to survive. And they last a bit longer, so they thought evil spirits had no interest in girls because the evil spirits were behind the plague anyway. So absurd notion, but that's that's what they thought. So everybody in this room is protected. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. People uh, just coming through uh, John and Mary Shakespeare's bed chamber. This is the room where William was born. Join us again in the future in Stratford-upon-Avon when Donnie and I explore Mary Arden's farm 
It's a real working farm with working practices from back in Elizabethan times. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of The Garbage Pod. Visit www.thegarbagepod.weebly.com for the show notes for this or any other episode of The Garbage Pod or TGP Extra. Just look for The Garbage Pod show section in the menu. While you're on the website, why not have a nose about? You can find a little bit more about me and the rest of the crew and find out what's going on in the podosphere by reading the blog and much, much more. Let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com Because your input is our output. Or you can use the social media icons at the top of the website, which include Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to subscribe to the show, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and now Stitcher and TuneIn On Demand Radio. If you look on the right-hand side of the show's page, the blog, or even the video vault, You'll see a little button there that says Donate. If you like what we do and you feel that you could give us a little something just to help us out a bit, we'd be most appreciative. And don't forget, spread the word. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. The Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.